Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it has been a while. Couple of months have gone by and I've kind of dibble dabbled in some other things, but I've been holding on to this episode with April Shalil until her project dropped. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her amazing story and then go and check out all of her social media platforms and hear her music. She is a Dallas-based indie music artist, songwriter, and creative entrepreneur. She transfers her Southern upbringing into her music. And in her lyrics, she brings scripture with Southern slang and rhetoric. Her voice carries a tone of passion, authenticity, and belief. And you know what? In a world of over-sexualized leading ladies in hip-hop, she's a role model for women and youth, preaching entrepreneurial leadership, individuality, and divinity while sharing her story. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Don't forget to like, share, comment, follow us on all social media platforms at The Color of Influence, and don't forget to give April a shout out to and follow on all of her platforms. Now, without further ado, let's meet April Shalil. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest um, who is here to talk to us about a great project that she has that I didn't even know anything about. And I have known her since she was young, very, very young. Yes. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to let April introduce herself and then we're going to talk about this hidden talent that I didn't know about. Okay. My name is April Shalil. I am in born and raised in Texas, a small town called Denison, Texas. I am a artist. I'm a real estate entrepreneur. I'm an activist. I'm a creative director. I do a lot of things that, and I'm still discovering some of the things that I do. So not only is this topic and music new to you, it's also something that's very new to me. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. How did this even come about with you and the music? Okay. So it's funny because sometimes you don't realize the things that you did when you were younger, because maybe your parents didn't hone in on it or make you focus on it. And as you know, I come from a very sports driven. (laughs) Oh, it's overwhelming. I I did not play football. So uh, (laughs) growing up, I was actually in choir and I was on the step team and I was doing all of these other creative things just at Boys and Girls Club after school. Mm -hmm. But I never knew that I had a gift to do music. And so even post undergraduate, uh, my undergraduate degree, I opened a music studio with a friend of mine in Austin on 6th Street. And I was the business back in, I had just actually, I just got out of graduate school, not undergrad. This was postgraduate school. So I was the business side and I was helping manage other artists and I was helping like throw events and just do promotions, all of the sort. And six years later, I'm sitting at a restaurant at Punchbowl Social with my friend and this Drake song comes on. And out of nowhere, 
I start writing a song for myself. So I had yeah. written a song before for other people, like another gospel song that I wrote that was just for other people who could sing, that type of thing. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in the restaurant and I write this whole song. I go home and I just start rehearsing it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I mean, I did it over and over. I must have rehearsed it like 50 times. Yeah. And so I call my friend and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to the studio tomorrow. Are you coming with me? <laughs> He's like, you going to the studio? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the studio. And so I go to the studio and I record this song and she sings on the song and I rap so I'm rapping on the song and I'm kind of learning how to do some harmonies and melodies but I'm not I don't call myself a singer yet yeah so we do the song and I'm like I'm gonna send this out to some people so I just start sending it to people I send it to some friends I send it to some people who would be unbiased you know people mm -hmm. I hadn't really talked to and they were like when did you start this and I was like uh today and they were like no, you've been doing this a long time and I'm like no I started this today they're like no you're lying and so from there that was December of 2019 okay. January 1st 2020 I'm in Houston I'm at 1501 certified studio which is Carl Crawford studio the uh, label that Megan Thee Stallion was a part of at the time okay and I'm just there with a friend of mine and I record another song. And from there, it turned into an album. But it, I had no intention of creating an album. I had no intention of being a music artist at the time. I was just kind of going through like this phase of like self-expression and yeah. trying to get to know myself, you know, for a long time. I didn't even like to hear my own voice to the point where if I was teaching or somebody videoed me, I wouldn't go back and listen to it. So there were some things that happened when I was a kid that made me feel insecure about having a deeper raspy voice to the point where I never wanted to hear myself. And now all of a sudden I'm like making music and listening to my own audio, which right. was a whole experience of itself. So it was really a means of just self-expression and self-discovery and self-reflection. And it turned into something that is a actual gift and a craft of mine now. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about your genre of music. Like, where would you categorize yourself? Okay. So I don't really, I explain it to people as it's kind of like gospel rap. Mm -hmm. But I, what I don't like to be called is like a Christian rapper, because I think that my music speaks to other things. Like it's very, very faith based. It's laced with tons of scripture and the scripture is presented in a very unique Southern, like, you know, Ebonic slang, or I was in when I was in undergrad in studying English, they called it African American linguistics. And so I applied that into my music to make it relatable, to bring God's word about. But I also focus on a lot of socioeconomic issues. I talk yeah. about just, you know, being a regular person, being an entrepreneur, being a leader. Like I have some, some regular, like get money hustle music, you know, but mm -hmm. with purpose, like profit yeah. with purpose. Right. And so there's always like a unique, purposeful spin on it. But I would, I would just, I just call it gospel rap right now, but I just prefer to say that I am an artist instead of like categorizing myself into like, are you a singer? Are you a rapper? I'm just an artist. Right. Yeah. So once you started with your album, like what mm -hmm. was the next step? Because I saw some amazing visuals on your social media. Um, so I really want to like find out more about that. Okay. So let me say this. When I first recorded the album, so I told you I started it Janu technically January 2020. Mm -hmm. I finished the album. Well, I thought I finished the album May of 2020. Okay. And so I did it in five months. At the time, I believe there were eight songs okay. or seven or eight songs. So after that, I had a listening session and I had these surveys. I had everybody listen to them. And then I went back and I re-recorded the album. And in the process of re-recording the album, I started to like, 
think about, oh, I got to shoot music videos. Like I, this is what artists are supposed to do. Yeah. And so um, fast forward, really at the end of 2020, I started working with the director and I wrote a short film and she kind of helped me crank it out and we ideated it and it turned into a short film. And so it's not just like nine music videos, it's nine music videos embedded into a 20, right now it's like 30 minutes, but it's got to be shortened, but like a 20 to 30 minute yeah. short that tells okay. the of the message and the music so yeah I love that so how did you develop the concept for each video some of it is based on the lyrics to the okay. music um some of it is really put in place to just fit the narrative of what I want to communicate so my belief system is that you know we live in God's kingdom heaven on earth like we don't have to die to get to heaven like the kingdom of heaven is like here right now mm -hmm. and so i see and i've been taught biblically that god's kingdom is you know is this government his rulership the territory that he has rulership over and so i use that concept to create this narrative of the united states versus me and the kingdom like this other alternative government so the basis of the film is inside of a courtroom and i'm on trial because i'm a terrorist because i represent this alternative form of government um, okay. and the rest of it is kind of like some of it flows with what is actually being said in the lyrics and the other is just like i said just thrown in there to make it all come together and make sense with the narrative yeah. So how did you put this together? I mean, did you have to find locations? Was it like a studio where y'all kind of, you know, manipulated it to make it look like you wanted to? How did you go about doing it? Okay. So we went and scouted locations. And so based on where I wanted to, what I wanted to shoot, we knew automatically, okay, we got to find a courtroom. We have to find right. a place for a classroom. We have to find a place for a bedroom scene. And so we just started looking for the spots that we needed to shoot the film at. Some of them I had in mind mm -hmm. before I even actually contacted a director. I already knew where I wanted to be. And so some of it is shot up in Denison where I'm from. And then some of it's in Dallas. It's really cool. The courtroom that we use is actually the courtroom downtown Dallas. That's now an apartment where Roe oh, versus wow. was actually heard that that wow. trial. So yeah, it's, it's really unique that that kind of happened like that. And then a year later we see Roe versus Wade, you know, doing what it's doing. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, definitely went location scouting, found multiple places, got pricing and just kind of went with whatever made sense. Okay. Yeah. So you put this together, y'all are recording it. Now what happens? Girl, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's happening. Okay. So part of it is learning the part of it that I'm at where I am right now is learning how to release an album. And so even when I started just dropping that content of the film, mm -hmm. um, the it was really the behind the scenes footage that you saw. And so that was a okay. part of my rollout plan until I like hit a brick wall and it was like, Oh, the, the music video and the film isn't going to be done when you want it to. There were things that I needed to reshoot and I got pregnant. My husband and I got pregnant. I found out I was pregnant in January. Mm -hmm. And so that, that kind of put a different spin and hold on some things. And there's just like a lot of life things that happened in the process. You know, yeah. uh, I got into a car accident in oh, March. Um, my sister passed two weeks after my baby passed. Like I, I told you, you know, I delivered my daughter's yeah. in July and then my sister died two weeks later. So it's just been like this, this roller coaster of like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to do this. But the other part of it is that, 
in addition to the film itself and to the visuals and the music, God has given me these other creative means of releasing the music instead mm-hmm. of just doing it in a more traditional way. And so even during this like roller coaster that I'm on, I've been on the back end planning some really creative, immersive art installation events that are going to be used to release the music. Okay. And so everything's kind of it's not necessarily at a standstill because I I literally work on my projects every day yeah I did discover the great thing about it is that I discovered that I had to have these particular codes and copyrights even for the videos and so if I would have done the videos when I wanted to and released them I would have had to like backtrack and missed out on things that I was supposed to do legally you know to get it on billboard that type of thing and so everything worked out in my favor. But I will say that since I started creating this project, there has been a lot of what just seems like spiritual warfare attached to it. And at the same time, God has like created these unique, oh, like even right now, God has created these unique things that are happening and I'm not doing anything. Like I sold my album, my pre-orders, and I wasn't marketing it. I accidentally leaked two of my songs. People bought my music. And even tonight, <laughs> somebody's about to play my music on a radio station in LA. And wow. they found my website. And it's, I'm actually supposed to be listening to that um, for it to come on while we were on here. So God has been good, but there is yeah. a lot of spiritual warfare attached to what I'm doing. And I think it's because of the message that I'm bringing, the narrative that I represent, and just, you know, being in an industry that is just oversaturated with, you know, it's just oversexualized. It's oversaturated yeah. with, with negativity and things that are outside of what God would want. So everything I do again, is just very faith-based. And so I just believe that's why I'm dealing with so much stuff. Yeah. So how did you get um, in that competition that you were promoting on your social media? I'm sorry. No, so. So, yeah, so I use this app called BeatStars to find a lot of instrumentals to make music to. And they sent out an email blast that they were sponsoring this competition. And I just submitted my song and they verified my account and everything. And I jumped into it. it was okay. really mm-hmm. So did anything come from that competition? So the things that I mentioned a second ago, outside of me, like just getting some exposure, gaining new followers. Yeah. Two people, two people bought my album during the competition. And like I said, I, I found out I leaked my own music and that I had my singles, my tracks available for purchase and they weren't supposed to be available and people mm. were buying my music. And so I did get to experience, oh, people like this. People yeah. purchase this. And, they're, and it's not it's not on Spotify. It's not on iTunes. They're purchasing it directly through me. So it was a huge confidence boost for me that this is something that I can do by myself yeah. without having to leverage all the other platforms. So how does that work? Like, how do they buy the music from you um, without like a streaming platform? So the platform that I built my website on, Mm-hmm. It is it's made for artists. It's called Banzoogle. And you okay. they literally have it set up in there. You can enter your your copyright and your patent codes um into the program right. and sell your music directly from your own website, just like you would sell a t-shirt or anything else. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find this to make sure I'm tuned in for when my song goes on. I'm gonna just turn it down over here. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. That would be cool if it was like playing like in the middle of our interview. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even know they were going to do this. I had 
he had just found my page and like downloaded my free song and yeah. messaged me like, hey, I'm going to play your song on the radio. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Can you Do hear you that? Do you know what station it is? It's like 101.5 FM. Okay. And when, I, when they messaged me, I thought it was just a podcast. And I was like, oh, somebody's going to play my song on their podcast. And I looked today and I was like, oh, no, this is radio radio. <laughs> I'm like, okay, awesome. Now, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Right. Like, and, and so when I, when I see these little things happening, it gives me so much hope as a new artist, as a different type of artist. Right. right. Um, yeah. it, it just gives you so much energy to like, keep going. It's, it's really a long journey. And I have so much respect now for artists and, you know, recognizing them as entrepreneurs, because it is, it is a process, especially coming from a business background, doing real estate and like having to take out some of the structure and formality that I'm used to, to just mm -hmm. simply freely is is it's different yeah so have you hired anybody or have help like with the marketing and like the business side of it like knowing about the copyrights and all that stuff yeah so even when I did my copyrights I actually hired one of my clients um he had done some music with Bob Marley and not Bob Marley um Gosh, his son, Bob Marley's son. Okay. And he was just telling me I could help you. And I, I actually had him set up my website originally. And then I kind of went back in and changed the stuff that he did. But <laughs> he also he also did the copywriting work for me and put me on to getting my ISRC codes and all of those things. And so I paid him to do those things for me. Okay. Now, do you have someone that is like working on like your marketing and branding and that type of thing? Not at the moment, but I am planning to hire someone this week. Um, okay. I met with her about a month ago and she agreed to work with me. She's older. She's been in the music space for a long time. She used to actually be on radio. She's worked with Mary J. Blige and she's an other artist and she's actually from Denison. So okay. it makes it like really cool to like have somebody who understands like I'm from a small town, that yeah. type of thing. So I'm excited. I'm excited to work with her. Now, for you, like thinking of how about yourself, how would you like to market yourself? Because in this like over sexualized industry, how do you plan to have yourself set apart from everybody else? Um, I think outside of just the narrative and what I communicate in my music. Like I could, I could easily talk about, like I could drop some lines right now of a song you would hear in a typical female rapper's music. Like it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really simple. Right. So I think my narrative, of course, but as far as like how I rep represent myself aesthetically, mm -hmm. what I want women to know is that you can still, you know, dress really fly. You can still look good. You can still enjoy, you know, your femininity, femininity, if you want to, you know, without having to show your ass and right. shake your ass and do all of these other things. And so I want to come into music with, with femininity, but not being, just not being over-sexualized. I really think yeah. that's just just representing myself and representing beauty in a way that is wholesome in a sense, you know, like covered. Not to say you'll never see my legs because you will, but that you can have balance without being over-sexualized. And I think I like to say that I'm I'm femininely anti-feminine because I feel like the, the whole feminist movement gives us like this desire where we just go out and like we're like half naked and that's okay. And it's like we're standing yeah. in our 
for. And I'm like, no, like that's not really what we're doing. We're really like exposing ourselves. And so I just have these, these alternative beliefs. Um, and so I just want to represent myself the way that honestly, just the way that I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from the, uh, like the short story that you created, the short film, um, when do you, cause you said it's not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you foresee that it might be ready for, you know, everyone to see and how are you going to put it out? So my hope is for April, 2023. Okay. Just a second. I realize this keeps closing out because I'm opening the link in Instagram. I'm sorry. I think it'd be really cool for the song to come on while we're on here too. I know. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, my hope is for April, 2023, but I want it to come out inside of my art installation exhibit. So what I'm wanting to do is like a 16 day art exhibit um, where you come into the space and you experience the realm of the album. And during the 16 day period, I want to have these private events where Mm -hmm. I do a pre-screening of the actual film and get feedback and kind of just let, you know, the audience and different people experience it and see what they think. And then roll some of the music videos out with my singles, of course, but I haven't set like a a set time for when I'm going to release the film as a whole and that's part of why I'm hiring this person to kind of help me strategize because I have all of these you know unique assets like I've got two different art installation events so I've got the one that's for the whole album but then I have another pop-up installation that's like a larger than life game board where Mm -hmm. the people are the pieces on the board it's like giant real life monopoly type thing but it's my own game that I built around one of the tracks on the song which is going to be my single it's called bust it down and it's all about like wealth building and sharing wealth and ownership and entrepreneurship and just like really understanding the principles for building wealth and so I created a unique game that kind of looks like Monopoly but Mm -hmm. it's not played like Monopoly it has a lot more purpose and intention and then the game also has like in-game nft purchases of the actual music and so it's it's really really unique and so i'm I'm really taking my time like i said i finished the album the first time in 2020 Mm -hmm. it's about to be 2023 and i haven't released a song yet and so it is it's really a it's a journey but i will say i've already recorded most of my second project already so okay yeah so now you said art installation and i'm thinking that you hired artists to do something that correlates with your music, but are you doing the art? I'm the artist. I so, love that. Yeah, I'm discovering. So I'm really, I'm really like just a boys and girls club kid through and through. So even with my art installations, I I was trying to hire someone and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I did set design for parade floats for like 50. But from age five to 18 for like 13 wow. years. Yeah. Like I know how to do all of these things already. Like, and I may have to hire someone to like physically build and put right. up walls. Yeah. But so much of it, I can do myself. But I do have a couple of people that are definitely going to assist me. But the vision behind it is all like God to me out to the people, yeah. you know. And so I'm, I'm excited to be able to use my hands. And there's different things that I'm going to have other people do. Like I've got I've got one of my installations is like hands coming out of the floor. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have like real nail techs come in because I do think it's important to 
bring other artists into it to kind of expose them and to just like collaborate and to make the space more more focused on the art and not just only focused on my work and what I'm doing, but to bring right. other artists in for collaboration, for additional exposure for them, for additional exposure for us, like in with cross marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those types of things. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm when really- you said it, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like to see someone else's interpretation of your music, but it's not, it's your interpretation. Yeah. So the, the art installation <sighs> is based on the scriptures that are in the music. And it's funny because when I wrote the music, some stuff I'm very conscious that this is a scripture. Some I wasn't. And it it lets me know how much of God's word is in me because it just comes out. And so after the film, I went through the lyrics and I matched it up with all the scriptures. I put together a lyric book devotional journal that I wrote along with the music. So you open the book, you can scan the QR code, listen to the music, and then you have my devotional piece that I wrote in paragraph form. And then there's journal pages. And so all the scriptures are backing up a lot of what you see in the art installation and it's so funny because the song that I perform in the courtroom the scripture that's in that song is actually the psalmist inside of a courtroom like it's he's in God's Mm. court and I had no idea that things were so aligned which lets me know even more that the Holy Spirit is more responsible for this project than me because I'm just not that good I'm just not. And so it's it's just really, really cool to see God's word come alive. And I want yeah. to be able to use the the experience, which is called Shine Fidgetal is the name of it. Shine okay. Fidgetal. And I want people to be able to experience God's word subliminally. And so there will be some places where you see the scriptures, but it won't be like King James Version. It won't be normal. It'll be more so like in the lyric form, which which makes it cool. And so I just want to create this space for, you know, millennials and Gen Z and like parents to bring their kids to like come through and like. The goal is for people to come and experience God's light, but also to encourage them to let their light shine. And so I'm re- I'm really excited about the project, the 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 physical, the shine digital more so than I am excited about the album itself. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like the way you're incorporating everything, like you have such a creative mind. Like I would never think to, you know, have this journal and then you scan this QR code and you know, having, like you said, the NFTs and stuff um, is amazing. Like having all these different mediums all together mm-hmm. and all these different technologies all together mm-hmm. um, all around your album. It, to me, makes it more accessible to people um, who have different interests. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And I'm just navigating like that's the the hardest part like the creative stuff is so fun but it's like okay how do I release this how do I market like I know how to sell a house but how do I market my music right Right. you gotta be consistent on social media and I hate being consistent on social media (laughs) I didn't even have the app on my phone this morning and so it's like I have this love hate relationship with social media and so I see these physical art events as something that can draw more attention to my music without me having to be posting 10 times a day because that's just 
that's just not my personality. And so either there's going to be somebody that's hired that's going to do that eventually. But right now I'm struggling and I'm trying to do better. But I know that these events and like marketing it as an event mm-hmm. and people experience the album there is going to be super beneficial to, you know, just expanding my reach. Yeah. And I think and just to add this, one of the things that I'm learning, though, and I, I was just in this international music conference last week. It was virtual and okay. crazy because everyone, people were from everywhere. There were very few people from the U.S. in this conference. And I mean, when I looked at the analytics on my website, it was Thailand. It was mm. Ghana. It was Switzerland. It was Russia. It was Canada, like people from everywhere. Yeah. My link. And what I've learned is that sometimes as a new artist or as an artist in general, you're so focused on what your, the people, you know, the people who, you know, right. follow you are going to think when it's like, no focus on getting the next fan, like focus on, I was at a stoplight one day and I was like, I got to focus on getting the guy that's just like randomly walking across the street. It was like an Asian guy. Like, how can I get him to mm-hmm. hear experience my music instead of me trying to focus on as my sphere, you know, and right here could be considered small to some and to some people it's considered a big sphere. But yeah. I really want to go outside of what my reach is right now to go and get, you know, whoever it is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the message itself is going to bring people to you. It's not going to be a lot of work. Just the fact that you haven't released anything and you have people from all different countries coming to your site says a lot. Yeah. And I've I've dropped a few little snippets on Instagram, but I don't have a a track that's like out. I don't have a single. I'm not marketing a single. So, Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I am so excited about this whole thing. Like, I'm just expecting to sit here and talk about an album and you have like a whole artistic thing going on that is just, that's that director mind from you. That's amazing. Like, I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm sure you're excited, but. I'm thrilled. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I didn't know you had all this in you. Like, I'm so just like at all of your creative mind. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know either and it's funny because I think that my it's my daddy made me focus so much on sports growing up. Like that was our thing. And I was great yeah. at sports. Like I but I, he always tells everybody I turned down this basketball scholarship because I did. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I was focused on like going to business school and doing these things, but he used to always say, "April, you're going to write films. You're going to make movies." And I'm like, "You didn't put me in anybody's classes to <laughs> learn how to do that. How do you why do you always say that to me?" And now yeah. I'm already writing the second film for my second album, and I'm like, "Oh, I I really enjoy this." And, you know, yeah. when I was when I was in undergrad, I was an English major. I had a class where we would watch the, the we would read the book and then we would watch the film, but we would we would study the film, like the direction the characters came in the room. And these are all things that I forgot that I learned. And it's like yeah. sometimes God has planted you in places that you don't even remember you were planted in because life happens. And it's yep. like, no. I planted seeds in you for that. I planted this seed and this seed and this seed and you haven't been watering it, but now it's time to water it and watch yeah. it grow. They were already planted. And so it is, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really excited about art and creativity and just continuing to navigate through this journey and connect with more artists. And I just, I just have this newfound respect for the creative entrepreneur space altogether. Yeah. 
So is there, like, do you have a GoFundMe or anything like that where people can donate to you and help with your projects? No, I don't. But, you know, they have this thing on the Banzoogle site where you can add a fund, a GoFundMe. It's not, it's like not a GoFundMe, but it's through their Something platform similar, yeah. in a tip jar. And I was like, should I do that? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you should, because why not? I mean, you know, obviously everybody wants to do everything on their own, but, you know, you build your audience that way. Yeah. How do you, how do you market that though? You know, like I've, I've never just asked for donations. Well, you're asking for tips. Okay. So you don't say donations because on okay. the site, it's a tip. Yep. But I mean, like you don't even have to post on social media. You could just go live and talk about, you know, your project and, and then throw it know, in there. And yeah. I got and on, I know on Instagram now they have the badges where people can like tip you right there. Um, they buy a badge for like a dollar, five dollars, um, and that money like goes directly to you. I don't know how that works because I don't have it set up, but I've seen like other people say, "Oh, thank y'all for sending me the badges," um, but I think that's only when you go live. Got you. So you know you could do that. You could make a video and just have other people promote it. Um, you know, put out a little snippet, like you said, you have a free snippet on your website. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just send that to people and just ask for tips, like send it to us, you know, all your family and your social media followers, like, Hey y'all, um, the same way it was doing for the votes. Yes. The same exact way. And just be like, you know, I would love for y'all to leave me a tip after hearing the sample of, you know, a part of my song or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, put it out there. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to do that. I receive yeah. it. Yeah, do it because I'll I'll leave you some tips. Okay, I appreciate that. I'm gonna put it up tonight. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how we can find you um on social media, your website. How can we hear some snippets? How can we leave you some tips? Give us all the info. Okay, yeah. So on my Instagram page at April Shalil, that's A P R I L S H A L I L, there is a link in my bio. And when you click that link, it'll take you to download. It'll say download free music. You click that link and you can hear download the, the snippet song that I have available. So that's really, it's really simple. So my website is not open and active to the public yet, but when you click the download button, you will see the website name. You're welcome to go to it. I'll just drop it. It's therealshalil.com. Okay. And the R-E-A-L-S-H-A-L-I-L.com. But yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on my website and you can find my other platforms that I'm on on my website. Okay. Sounds good. And, you know, we're going to have to stay in contact after this so that I can, help you as much as I can. I love this project for real. Like I do not mind coming to Dallas or wherever you're going to have your installation to check it out. Um, but yeah, off, off camera, offline, we'll have to talk. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you for even thinking of me. Oh girl, you are welcome. I'm like so excited about this project. Like you have no idea. Yeah. I want you to go listen to it. I'm going to send you the, the website link for sure. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. 
And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's in only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.